In this episode of the podcast, I'm so excited because I get to sit down and chat with one of the smartest and most giving people that I have ever met. His name is Cato on the track. Listen up. Right now is the best time ever to be in the music industry. The opportunities to build, engage, and monetize a fan base has never been easier. So why do so many artists still feel stuck and frustrated? Because the music industry is constantly evolving, and they aren't. I created this podcast as a way to help you navigate the music industry, to stay up to date with the changes, to help get your mind focused on what really matters. My name is Rick Barker, and I went from living homeless on the streets, addicted to drugs, to helping launch one of the biggest stars in the world. I've consulted major labels like Sony and Big Machine Records, talent TV shows like American Idol and The Launch. I co-authored the $150,000 music degree, and I speak at music conferences all over the world. I have a goal to affect millions of people with songs I didn't write or perform by helping creatives just like you get your content to the world. This podcast is one of my ways to achieve that. Welcome to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. How you doing, man? Dude, I am stoked, and I feel since podcast is where we found each other, it was only <laughs> it's only right that you get a chance to come in and share your mass knowledge with the world. Thank you, man. I'm honored. Dude, I am I am stoked that you're here. For those of you that don't know Cato on the track, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, and then I've got I've got some questions, and then who knows where this will go when you and I get together. I know our phone calls tend to go in a bunch of different directions, so I'm excited for this podcast to do the same thing. Yeah, man, likewise. Uh, yeah, just a quick intro. My name is Cato. I go by Cato on the track. I'm a producer, entrepreneur, uh, co-founder of Music Entrepreneur Club, which is an online music education and networking platform with my two partners, Dame Ritter and DJ Payne One. Uh, as far as production credits, I've produced for multi-platinum, Grammy-nominated artists like Joyner Lucas, Tory Lanez, K-Camp, Wu-Tang. Uh, I used to be signed to an independent label called Funk Volume, so I had a chance to work with a lot of really dope, successful independent artists as well, like Hobson, Dizzy Wright, Jaron Benton, Ritz, Chris Webby, uh, Dax, the, the list goes on and on, man. So that's what I'm about. So when did you, you spend as much time, if not more, teaching than you do actually producing now? When did you find that balance and realize that you were more, that you could provide more to this music sphere, as we, we call it, this, this, you, you're a giver. I mean, I've never seen a guy, if anyone tells me they don't have time in their day to do crap, I just point them to, co we'll go see how he does it. Because you seem to find time for everything. When did you make that transition to say, you know what, I can still pursue my goals and my dreams, what I love to do, but I can also influence and help support this independent artist community that's out there? Man, it was, it was a little bit after the whole funk volume situation ended um because it left me at a crossroads like i found myself you know i'd worked with all these successful artists and after funk volume it was kind of like okay now what like what do i do with my career where do i go from here i wasn't rich you know i hadn't made a ton of money from that situation and so it kind of shifted my mindset to think more about my career in terms of 
how an entrepreneur, a good businessman would, would do it instead of just thinking about it like a music producer. And so that's when I really started to take the education part of the music business seriously and do my research and just started to surround myself with people who knew more than I did, you know, because I think that's one critical mistake that I'd made in my career and is I was only surrounding myself with creative people, which is great for the music, right? but not so great for the business side. And so I really didn't know the first thing about how to make money from my music and, and what I was putting out. So that's when I started to take the business side really seriously and, and just start to soak up as much information as I could. When you're talking with other artists, at what point do you bring up to them, listen, you're super talented, but that's only a small part of what it takes? Because I never want to, I always say this, I never want to be a dream killer. I never want to crush the creative process. But sometimes I just look at it and I'm like, dude, you don't even realize that that's just a fraction of what this business is about. Now, if you just want to be a hobbyist and put your music out there, by all means, there's plenty of ways and opportunities to do that. But when they start showing up complaining all the time about so-and-so's getting this and I'm not getting this or I should be farther along than I am. And I'm like, well, let's take a look at your business. And then I realize they don't have a business. Yeah. When do you start that conversation with folks? You know, I think it really depends on the person because depending on how seriously they take their music career, they may or may not be ready for that part, you know? So if it's someone that I know that is still trying to figure out whether music is even for them or not, okay. maybe it's just a hobby for them. You know, maybe it's something that they just are happy with doing after they come home from work and just kind of doing on the side, you know? Um, but if it's someone that is 100% serious and committed to their music career, then I think it's a conversation that goes hand in hand with the creative side. So, um, you know, I think if you are serious about your music career, the sooner you can learn that, that side of the business, the better. Well, and I also think too, with what you guys have created with the Music Entrepreneur Club is by the time they get to the MEC, they understand that it's a business. So it's a different level of conversation. By the time they get to me, I can have very honest conversations. Real good example. I was just on one of my coaching calls and I said, listen, I, I'm, I, I said, I'm going to come at you aggressive out of love, not out of being an a-hole. I said, but 90% of the music that I'm listening to from you guys right now is not competitive. And yeah, what yeah. I mean by that is that you want to be on all these playlists and you want Spotify to feature you on their editorial playlist. Well, right now your music doesn't fit between Drake and Kanye right, or right. right now in the countryside, your vocals are pitchy as hell. You know, we need to get that stuff right before you start wanting all these other things. The cool part is today is that there's so many tools and so many resources readily available. Oftentimes we want things before we're ready. We right, want right. things we, we want to get noticed before we're ready. And what I share with people is I said, look, look around. It's crowded. There's no shortage of talent. So right now, people are looking for reasons to say no. Let's not give them any. Let's not put ourselves out there before we're ready. We're not curing cancer. We'll be okay if your song doesn't arrive tomorrow. 
let's make sure you're ready so that when your song does arrive and those doors get open, because the doors can open. There's a lot of doors opening for a lot of people. Unfortunately, I just don't think that those people are prepared, kind of like The Voice and American Idol and America's Got Talent. You get this great platform, but your business wasn't set up properly. And I just mean simply like having a website having an Instagram that's not on private, <laughs> having, having a Twitter account or a Facebook account. I'm like, you were, your talent got you to this point, yeah. but it's your lack of business knowledge that slammed the door. So let's fix that. We're not trying to tell people your music's not good enough. I'm wanting to say your music is good enough. So let's make sure you can run the race. Let's make sure that you're set up for the marathon. I see you having that conversation a lot whenever I tune into your Instagram and you're doing your Instagram lives we spend a lot of time I don't want to say coddling because neither one of us are coddlers but we're spending a lot of time trying to nurture this talent to say look you've got something special you know let me take you in the studio we can create magic with what you already have in place but let's make sure a b and c are set up and it, it frustrates me sometimes because I feel I've really been picky about who I spend my time with now because if it's the same people showing up on my Instagram lives every night with the same complaints and the same problems, I just start ignoring them. I just start swiping through to go find somebody fresh that might want this thing. Yeah. As you're doing this and you spend a lot of time in the hip hop space and to me, a lot of the hip hop artists are cultural entrepreneurs because they were never given the luxuries of performance venues. They were never given the amount of radio stations that could play their music. So they were always on the street doing whatever back from I'm 52 years old back from the guys, guys walking around with their ghetto blaster, anybody who would listen to their music, they would put that speaker in front of their face and let them hear it and then yeah. sell them something. I'm like, Oh my gosh, they're brilliant. Now I think the reason that the hip hop artists are winning on Spotify and streaming platforms is they've looked at that business model and said, wait a minute, this is what we've been doing our whole lives, the whole culture of what we are. Now we just have technology that allows us to do it faster. Feed off of that. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is something that I was talking about the other day at a workshop. Um, you know, I think the, the cool, unique thing about hip hop is like, it just has this cool factor. And I think because it has that cool factor, like brands just are so anxious to, to jump on it and, and really like adopt hip hop culture and try to make their brand seem cool. Um, and so I think that's, that's a really good point. Like it's, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed, man. Like hip hop really taught me how to hustle it taught me how to be confident. It taught me how to like believe in myself. Um, so I feel really fortunate that I wasn't given a silver spoon uh, because I don't think I would have made it if, if that was the case. I think because I came up in the hip hop community and hip hop culture, it taught me how to hustle. And it taught me how to become an entrepreneur. So I, I really owe everything to you know, the, the hip hop community and, and the music and the culture, like, you know, that, that, that's everything for me. So yeah, I, I totally believe in that. I was speaking at an event last night and 
the word entrepreneur got brought up with musicians. And I said, the sad part is, is most of you call yourself that, but you don't have thick enough skin. Yeah. You're afraid of losing. You're afraid of what everyone thinks. Most entrepreneurs aren't that way. It's yeah. like, they're like, like Gary V says, fail and fail fast, you know, yeah. go out there and get punched in the face and get punched in the face and get punched in the face. Most of the creatives that I work with in Nashville, a lot of them are scared to get punched in the face. They're scared to take risks. An entrepreneur takes risk. An entrepreneur, I also think, sees opportunity where other people don't see opportunity. They see the ability for it to get tighter as a strength, not a weakness. When things start to close, those that are prepared can get through that gap. Everyone else is sitting out here when it's wide open. Well, you're also dealing with millions of people at that time. I, I jokingly laugh that my mother-in-law, who's 84, could put a song on iTunes tonight if she wanted to. And she has no talent, but she takes up space. You know, yeah. it's like anyone can post right now. Anyone can put out music. The reason that I love what's going on with the hip hop community, and it's fun because I'll talk about this, and then all these hip hop artists will show up on Instagram wanting me to be their manager. And I'm like, guys, I, I, because I love hip hop, doesn't make me the right person to be your manager. I think Dame asked me this question when I was a guest on the uh, MEC uh, live. And he says, do you feel that it's important for an artist to get a manager that's in their genre? And I think I surprised when I said, I do. When it comes to that point when you need a manager, I think it's important that they have some resources and some connections and some understanding of the genre that you're in. Uh, I have what I teach, I can teach to anyone, whether it be hip hop, polka, rock, metal, I teach artists to fan engagement. I really focus my gifts on how to build relationships, how to nurture those relationships. But I can't walk through Atlanta and open doors for a hip hop artist, you know, where I think that's where you need to be right now. If you want to do hip hop, get your butt to Atlanta or the surrounding area, because that's a, a big thing right now. Now I can help a country artist because I have those relationships here. But as far as me being able to teach, I can teach anyone. I think it's a lot like you. A lot of the concepts that you teach, and I say this respectfully to anyone listening, is a lot of what we teach is called common sense. Yeah, We're not anticipating people to do things they normally wouldn't do. A lot of older artists, I, I sit down with them, I feel I'm more like a psychologist to them and a psychiatrist and a therapist. It's like, let's stop complaining about the way you want things and let's start dealing with the way things are. Because yeah, yeah. this is how it is. You know, Rick, man, I wish I would have met you 20 years ago. I couldn't have helped you 20 years ago. It was a good old boys network. And I wasn't a good old boy. I didn't have those relationships. Today, I, I say this. I say, look, if you can't succeed today as a musician with the tools that you have and the access to the, to the fans and the distribution channels, either your work ethic sucks or your music sucks. Yep. That's, That's all it. it comes down to. That's bottom line what it comes down to. So you take care of the music side we can teach over on the business side. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, roadshow that you guys are doing. Uh, and even no matter when they listen to this, there will probably be a roadshow coming towards you. So tell us a little bit about how that's gone about and the type of people that are showing up and what you've learned from taking the show on the road. 
Yeah, man, the Music Entrepreneur Club Tour, again, the MEC has been just 100% online, virtual up until this point, up until this year. Uh, and we recently, a couple months ago, decided to take it on the road and actually do pop-up conferences in front of an audience, in front of artists, producers, managers, label owners, anyone who wants to get in the music industry. And so our first tour was on the West Coast. You know, we did Phoenix, we did Cali, we did Colorado. It was really dope. Uh, great turnout. We had, I think, over 500 attendees um, and knocked out all five cities in a week. So now we have an upcoming tour this time on the East Coast from August 4th through the 11th. Um, we're going to be doing Atlanta, D.C., New York, Philly, and Boston, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, we're, we're just kind of like taking the whole concept of like bringing this information to the people instead of expecting them to come find us. Like we're going to go out and, and find you, you know? So I'm really excited for that. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be an amazing tour. I also think it's great for networking opportunities because when people can get in a room of other like-minded individuals, that's where your future collaborators are located. That's where you're your co-writers, that's where your top liners, that's where you're going to find your next producer. A yeah. lot of times we try to reach for those people that are a little bit out of our reach. And I'll use a, a country artist as a real good example right now. Uh, Luke Combs, when he came to Nashville, he found his group of guys that he started writing with. And all of a sudden he got his record deal. And there's a lot of guys this past, these past two years that have had their first number one record because they were just like Luke when Luke got here. He wasn't getting to write with the Ashley Gorleys and the Shane McAnally's of the world. He was writing with people that were just like him and they all came up together and now they're all getting record deals together and they're all touring together and they're all sharing number one records together. So don't think that just because someone doesn't have credits yet doesn't mean that they're not the right person for you to hang out with. When I go to seminars, I look around and I say, okay, who's my next business partner that's in this room? Who's yeah. my next affiliate? Who's someone that I'm going to be able to learn from and grow with? And it's kind of like the way I felt when you introduced me to uh, the MEC. And right away, I heard about it. I went, I signed up. I wanted to become a member. I wanted to support the cause. Tell everybody a little bit about membership. It's dirt cheap, but the services that you are providing in there are priceless. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's definitely affordable. If you're, you know, if you make any money at all, then you can definitely afford the MEC. Um, but membership basically comes with access to our exclusive content, like kind of like how you and I are doing right now. We have special guests on every single week that we do like a one hour live Q&A for our members where they can tune in, they can ask questions and, of course, get all the information. Um, we've had some really high profile industry guests. You've been a guest on there. Uh, we've had executives from major record labels. We've had social media people. We've had marketing people, music people, just all different kinds of um, people from the music industry who specialize, who are experts in their field. Um, and so we kind of have two programs. One is for like artists and managers and label owners, and that's kind of the dame's world uh so he kind of runs that side and then me and dj Payne one we kind of focus more on the producers 
and uh, yeah, you get access to all the information, all the networking. I mean, I wish that I would have had this when I was coming up in, in my career. We barely had social media. It was like MySpace back then, you know, so, right. so we didn't we didn't have anything like that. Uh, so I think it's a really, really super amazing tool that any artist or creative can can use to their advantage, you know, in, in their career. And we'll make sure that you guys know how to find that. It's musicentrepreneurclub.com. Uh, I think there's a membership starting as low as nine bucks a month or something like that. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yep. And then you also have a service that you and uh, DJ Payne won where you'll actually listen to people's tracks and critique and things like that. Share a little bit with that because people are always wanting to get their music heard and get some yeah. feedback. Yeah, we actually just did one last night. Every month, DJ Payne One and I, we do monthly music reviews uh, for our B-Club members. So, um, yeah, if you sign up for the B-Club option in MEC, that comes with monthly, live monthly music reviews with me and DJ Payne One. And we basically just listen to your tracks and give you live feedback and give you our thoughts, good, bad, the whole thing. So uh, that's also a really valuable way to kind of get some direction and some clarity on on your music so what are some other resources that you would recommend people that maybe you're listening to this that says look i, I want to get better at uh at making beats i want to get better at this you know what are some resources that you would have them go take a look at immediately to try to get some of that knowledge and that experience if even if they can't afford nine dollars a month yet where would you encourage them to go look youtube beatacademy.com i always tell him go, yeah. go see go see ill factor at beat academy he shows you how to use ableton hell ableton sends people to his tutorial on how to use ableton yeah. i mean here's the thing rick like there's so many resources out there now in 2019 like even if you okay even if you're a producer right and you're let's say you know how to program drums really well you know how to sequence a drum track but you're not really strong at melodies or playing the keys, you can jump on Splice, you can download a sample pack, you can, you know, there are so many resources out there. there to me, there's just no excuses to not do something, to not be self-sufficient in 2019, um, especially as a producer. So, you know, jump on YouTube, get on Splice, like collab with other creative people, um there's so many different ways that you can figure it out you know it's just there's no excuses anymore and i think that's where i'm i'm glad you went with the no excuses because that's usually where people will start why they can't do something and let me just say this respectfully if that's you let's reframe that you know, let's, let's show people what you've accomplished. Let's not go into a conversation on why you can't. I would rather you show up with something that sounds like crap to show me that you at least put the effort in to try to make something happen because we can work with that. I always tell people, I can, I, we can teach you how to dance. We can teach you how to sing. We can teach you how to write. Hell, we can make your tracks for you, but we can't teach work ethic. We can't teach discipline. We can't teach resourcefulness. So that's what I'm encouraging people to don't look at the resources you don't have, look at becoming resourceful. I think Tony Robbins says that a lot. And I love that because the resources are out there for us today. People are like, 
dude, how did you get all the knowledge that you have? I said, I bought a YouTube course. I, I had to make my first websites. I don't now. I have someone who does it. But in the beginning, I had to. I ran my own social media in the beginning. Now I provide the content and other people schedule it for me. But these are all things that I had to go out and learn. Either I got what was free or I bought a course or I grabbed mentorship. And a lot of times we think that we have to physically be in the same room with someone to get mentorship from them. I have mentors that don't know my name. I have mentors that I've spent thousands of dollars with on learning their knowledge and experience because they put it in a course that one day I wish to thank them. I did a whole podcast episode thanking the people that have been influential in my life. And out of the five, I think I've met two. But there are so many people that can play a role in your in your life, I, I, I earlier was talking with Lady J Bookums, and I love her. She's like a female version of me. I just love what it is that she does. And she had referred to me one time on Instagram as she was sharing some of my stuff. And she said, I'm loving what I'm learning from my mentor, Rick Barker. Her and I had never spoken yeah. at that point. We had just been sharing each other's stuff. Hell, she's been mentoring me, you know, on Instagram. It's like you don't have to physically work with us one-on-one for us to be your mentor. We would love nothing more than to mentor thousands of you and millions of you. So just go online. How to is a great starting sentence to type in to a YouTube or a Google. And just make sure that as you're going out getting your education. And if you are going to start paying people, which I highly recommend that you do, make sure that you're paying people that are active in the music business today. Not to take anything away from any past experience other folks have had, but there's a lot of folks out there that are great marketers that will create a course based off of a course they bought. They'll knock it off, make their own course, market the hell out of it, and they will have never had any experience in this. So that's why I always push people to the MEC because it's run by folks that are actually practitioners. They are people working in the business today. They have had success. So this, the, this group of guys, I'm a huge fan of. Highly recommend you check them out. Highly recommend you go follow Cato on Instagram, Cato on the track. I'll make sure that you have all his information. Man, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat. Uh, you reached out to me through Instagram after hearing a podcast and the yeah. next thing you know, we're doing Instagram lives together and having a blast. So I'm super excited that I was able to finally get you on the podcast. Me too, man. I appreciate it. It's, it's crazy how, uh, yeah, you just kind of, you kind of put things out there. And, and as long as you keep working, you know, as long as you keep working, like I believe that those ideas will manifest. So, you know, me reaching out to you, just, I just randomly stumbled across your podcast. I think I just, I think I just Googled like music education podcasts. You know, I was just doing my research one day. I just jumped on Google and your podcast popped up and I listened to it. I was immediately a fan. Um, I did my research. I checked you out on social media because there's, you know, there's a lot of scams out there on the internet. We can't trust everything we see and hear, but you know, you were most definitely legit. And so I reached out to you and I was just like, Hey man, I love what you're doing. Uh, I would love to connect with you. And, you know, we've there stayed in touch since and here we are now. So we did. Well, man, I appreciate you. Have fun out on the road during the tour. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to sneak down to Atlanta 
that's that's the closest one for me. Plus, I want to get into Atlanta anyway. I was telling someone, I said, I, I want to get down there and do a workshop or something. Just yeah. all these all these guys are finding me on Instagram. I'm like, let me take my show out on the road as well and get down there. So blessings to you, my friend. Have a have a great one. I appreciate this. And you guys make sure you follow Cato on the track on Instagram. And I'll make sure that you have links to check out Music Entrepreneur Club. I would love to invite you, uh, like myself, to be a participant. Uh, I jumped in right away just because I, I could learn from people that I don't. Here's the thing that you guys need to understand is that Dame's relationships are different than Rick's relationships. So I can, I can invest in them to get access to his people. You know, you either earn your way in, you buy your way in, or you do both. I try to do both. It's like if I see something that's being supportive and, you know, it's got a membership fee, I always say I pay the membership fee just because I don't want to have to go out and try to build all those relationships. If we keep you guys in business, then we're all good to go. So I encourage all of you to go out, support these great causes, and we'll talk to you on the next episode of the podcast. Ciao. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Now, if you feel that having me as a coach or a mentor would benefit you at this stage in your career, I would love nothing more than to be a part of your team. Simply go to rickbarker.com forward slash assessment. That's R-I-C-K-B-A-R-K-E-R.com forward slash assessment, A-S-S-E-S-S-M-E-N-T. Let's see if we're a good fit. By answering the questions during this free assessment, it will also give us a great starting point and next steps to move your career forward. Also, if you know someone who could benefit from this podcast, please share it. It means the world to me. Last thing, let's stay in touch. Follow me on socials. I'll follow you back. And until next time, have a great day. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.